Welcome to Blockbusted, the movie review podcast where two white dudes ask, did we actually make a podcast? I'm Mitch. I'm Max. And today on our 10th episode, we are looking at Ants and Blue Beetle. Ten episodes, bizarre. But honestly, I'm not. I wasn't convinced we we're going to make it this far. Me either. But now, I can't imagine not doing this. How about you? I've had an evening. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Oh, uh, oh boy. Uh, you you know how you just have those days where everything's like fine. And mm. then, I don't know, you, something just like, just one thing goes wrong and it's like, no, my day's over, day's ruined. That's it. I get that. Today's been into a little bit intense to me. I've had a lot of <laughs> stuff going on as well. So I guess, I guess we've, we've both had a bit of a, bit of a day, but 10th episode. 10th episode. It's getting me a bit more jazzed up than I think. Otherwise I'd be able to muster for tonight but we do it for the listeners for the listeners for all of you all 36 of you or whatever number it is i think it's close to like 14 i was yep i was thinking of (laughs) downloads not actual listens but tonight we're looking at bugs with a z like ants but bugs what's your feeling on bugs max how do you like bugs I think it depends on the bug, to be honest. Favorite bug? Favorite bug. Oh, that's a good question. I'm a big Actually, prey got, mantis fan. I got I got my little scarab here. Oh, scarab would be sick. Is that a blue scarab? It's, it is a blue scarab. <laughs> wow. Isn't that exciting? It's, it's actually from Cairo. So. Huzzah. I got it brought back to me as a gift. It looks nice. I'd say scorpions, but they're not actually. Yeah, they're arachnids. Yeah. So I'm not going to be a silly duffer and get those mixed up. But yes, spoiler alert for the 20 odd year old, 30 odd year old film Ants. Yeah, it's it's aging a bit now. And then the somewhat recent, maybe a month or two ago is when it actually came out, but it's only just come to Australia. Blue Beetle. All right, so Ants, directed by Eric Darnell and Tim Johnson, released in 1998 and somehow did not completely close down DreamWorks. It stars a stupidly packed cast that includes Woody Allen, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman, Sylvester Stallone, Dan Aykroyd, and Danny Glover. Fuck, I forgot to send you the (laughs) things again. Give me two seconds. I mean, are you good to just do it without my thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't send me things. I was going to cut around this, but if we're going to keep the bit in, we're (laughs) going to keep the bit in. It's all bits, baby. It's all content. So, So Max, what's this movie about? (laughs) This movie is about an ant, played by Woody Allen, named Z, who is sick and tired of being a worker ant. Highly relatable. I, too, am sick and tired of being a worker ant. For real, for real. And so, he decides he's going to be real depressed. 
until the princess, who I can't remember the name of. Oh, hold on. I have a character with, it's like Zabo, Zebo, Zimbabwe. I was going to go with Anthrax, and I know that's wrong. It's Bala. Bala. I put the Z. The Z was from Woody Allen's character. There's no, there's no Z in the name. Pretends to be a regular, regular normal girl and not a princess ant girl. She's not like other ant women. And Woody Allen, I mean, Z, 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 it's Z in the Australian release. I heard Z. Oh, was that a joke? <laughs> that, that, was, that was a joke. Oh. We need a sign that to hold up so then we both know when we're joking. Play what? Plays love. Yeah, exactly. Z falls in love with Bala, but then also wants to escape, so he pretends to be a soldier ant, experiences the horrors of war, and then wants to go to Insectopia. It, it's kind of a... I, there's a lot going on in this movie, to be honest. Like, and it's, it's so both got bad. a really simple premise at the same time as being really, really convoluted for no reason at all. Long story short, Z falls in love, runs away from home, comes back home to save it because there's also a fascist dictator. Huzzah. I liked two things in this movie. I liked Sylvester Stallone and... And Danny Glover Ant. And that's it. Those are the two good things in this movie. The rest of this movie sucks ass. Max, do you agree how, or disagree? How could you say that? No, this movie does not this suck movie. ass. This movie, movie does so not suck much. ass. This movie has so many problems. I'm not going to say what they all are because there's a lot of them. It looks like the actual graphical quality looks like it came out of a video game adaptation of the movie i feel like this is what a cronenberg film looks like and Ass. but like gross <laughs> horrible creatures that are like vaguely human but aren't human the fly i haven't seen the fly but i assume this is what the fly looks like there's so many like weird little side plots going on and this really like explicit message of um Communism. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's very explicitly socialist, which um, I found very entertaining. They even say the workers have the power at one point. <laughs> well, they they say um they they say a couple of different socialist slogans. They they say see some into production. They say oh, they do yeah. Uh, the it was something along the lines of the workers control or the workers control the means of production. The workers control. Other things, but I think all in all, like as if you can look past the fact that the graphics of like graphics are of the time, like mm. keeping in mind this is a CGI film when CGI animated features were not a thing, and the somewhat convoluted Toy Story came out three years before this, all right. And look, so I I, well. I do want to touch back on that because I do have a point relating to that but all right if you can look past if you can look past the, the visuals and you can look past this un- slightly convoluted story it is a pretty funny movie with it's got a very like 90s sensibility to it in a in a very like woody allen or jerry seinfeld kind of way 
two people I find absolutely irritating. But I think it, it does have some charm to it, and I think it is actually a genuinely funny movie. I don't know whether you found it a genuinely funny movie, but... I think Woody Allen needs to shut the fuck up, because I hated his character so much. Every single... He's introduced at that psychologist. He The movie opens, and he's in therapy, and he's you in didn't therapy. find that funny? No, I found him annoying. He's just bitching and moaning, and I, I don't care. It's He's like, oh, I, I hate working because I'm an ant. And you know what? You, you know why I reckon you said this is like a Jerry Seinfeld thing? It's because, because it's the B because movie. It's the B movie. It's the B movie, all right? They, I mean, which obviously this came out first. It's, but DreamWorks made ants twice, the second time with bees. B movie is absolutely like... Influenced by this movie, if not based on this movie. Influenced by this movie. <laughs> there's no way of getting it. No, because in the B movie, Barry B. Benson wants to fuck a human. You, you, you change around some words and you get the same movie twice. Bug, insert bug, played by weird, whiny, white dude. Who's short, probably. I think what's his name short? Uh Jerry Seinfeld. How tall is Jerry Seinfeld? He's probably short, know. right? I don't know. He's how probably tall short. Jerry I'm gonna assume Seinfeld he's is. short. He gives off short king energy. No, sorry, short idiot energy. I don't like Jerry Seinfeld at all. Woody Allen's definitely short. I bet he's a little short sucker. So insert bug played by short white comedian person wants to have sex with Someone that it's not appropriate for bug that bug to have sex with. In ants, it's the queen. In Barry, in the B it's movie, the pr- it's the princess. It's not the queen. Oh fuck! Sorry, I'm so sorry that I got the specific royal family member incorrect. I about this film that I really care so much about. The, then in the B movie, he wants to have sex with a human. So a, a weird relationship, and then also communism. This movie does better communism, though. Whether it does it better or worse is unimportant. It's the same movie. <laughs> so, real question then. Do you not sure. like the B movie? No, I don't like the B movie. I didn't like it when I saw it when it came out, which was, I was a child. It was for me when it came out, and I didn't like it. And I haven't properly watched it since, and I refuse to, because you, the memes you know, you know irritate what, you know what, me. You know what, you know what, Mitch? It just what? sounds like you're, you're not, like you're not, Thinking B. Thinking B. I don't even understand thinking that joke. B. I don't get it. Really? Oh my thinking God. B? What does that mean? Uh, just, I'm going to have to help you out of this one. What do you mean, help me out of this one? I don't understand edit, what you're trying you to say. Help edit this one. <laughs> what is that? It's, what? What is it? It's, it's the line from the B movie. Oh. Why would I remember specific lines from a movie I haven't seen in over 10 years? Because it's in the memes also. I don't notice the memes. They are yucky. I don't know why that movie decides to become such a meme thing. You know what irritates me the most with the B movie is the line at the very start. According to all known laws of aviation, bees can't fly. Of course they can't fucking fly because you're putting the same properties of an airplane onto a bee. That's not how bees work. They're not an airplane. They're a fucking organism. They don't um, have this. They don't utilize the same rules of aviation. Well, it, it's actually pretty interesting. They use sort of like inverted vortexes from memory, if I remember that correctly. Well, no, it's interesting how bees fly. It's, like it's cool it's and all that. Like, like, they don't. They don't fly 
according to like yeah there's sort of yeah, yeah you compare it to an airplane it's not gonna work <laughs> i think the opening of ants is much funnier disagree i was irritated from the beginning and then it finally ended that's how i viewed this movie <laughs> Is there anything you didn't like? Well, as I mentioned, I like Sylvester Stallone Ant because Sylvester Stallone Ant is weird and insane. And I don't know why he looks that way. But also, I have a soft spot for Sylvester Stallone, which is weird because he doesn't need me to have a soft spot for him. And he's also, I don't think, that good a person. But I like Sylvester Stallone, all right? I, 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 I think it's cute that he did, he somehow won Oscars. I mean, Rocky's a good movie. And I think maybe for directing, he should have won that. But I think he maybe did, got some acting noms in there as well. I don't know how he did that because he's not a good actor. But I like Sylvester Stallone. And I like, well, I mean, I actually like a lot of these actors in here. I like Christopher Walken. I like uh, Danny Glover. So Danny Glover's the other aunt I like. And he just ends up becoming a head, which was horrifying to witness. That whole sequence where there's just ants getting, how was this a kid's film? I, I don't think it was. So so okay, so I, I wanna I wanna take you back. I wanna take you back. Two years before both of us were born. Nineteen ninety eight. Two years before both Two of us were born. Two years before both of us were born. Right. The, my manager saying it's when she was born. I don't think this movie was aimed at kids. Who was it aimed at then? So the only other big CG big feature animated film that we've had before Ants is Toy Story. When was and Bugs Life? Was it Bugs Life? I think we might have been Toy Story. Yeah, Toy Story is definitely 1995. I'm just curious when Bugs Life came out. I don't know about that one. Bugs Life is the same year. 1998. Yep. Oh, 98. Yeah, that's right. Because they came out in the same year. And it's like, oh, Ant Films. I don't like A Bugs Life that much either, but it's definitely better than this. I don't remember A Bugs Life despite having watched it compulsively as a child. It has Kevin Spacey Cricket, which is pretty based. Sorry, I'm reading about somehow the feud between the two studios and then also Steve Jobs was involved somehow. Well, Steve Jobs was involved with Pixar, so that would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously the, the guy who ran DreamWorks was the original CEO. Was it, was a CEO. Yeah, Jer- uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, and then he made DreamWorks to piss off Disney. Point is, yeah. point is, is Toy Story is a film specifically designed to deal with the technical limitations of CG animation at the time. Sure. Lighting and rendering systems were not particularly conducive to anything more than the sort of plasticky shine, which is largely attributed to the reason why Toy Story was one of the first films Pixar produced. And before that, it's a short film called- Is it the chess one? No, it's not chess one. It's like something the toy man. I don't know. Tin Toy, which was a short film from 1988, which is sort of the pre-gender to Toy Story. And following this, there was sort of a, there hasn't been a huge technical, huge jump in technical. Progress? Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of the right words, but rather, look at this way. Toy Story was a film designed to look like designed in a way that took advantage of the fact that the system had limitations. Mm. And then Ants and a Bug's Life get produced around the same time, probably influenced in a similar, like by similar people, if not by the same people, 
because of the Disney Pixar Jeffrey Katzenberg DreamWorks split. And then as a result, you get these two very like similar films. Hmm. I was going somewhere with this and I can't remember where I was. Movies about bugs suck ass. No. Oh. That wasn't what I was saying. Kevin Spacey makes a bug movie somehow better. No. Even though Kevin Spacey is a horrible person. There are so many horrible people in all of these movies. Who are you talking about? Gene Hackman's a wonderful guy. Who? Gene Hackman's... Oh, what? And and Woody Allen's just great as well, yeah? Yeah. And also Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) My beloved. I can't remember where I was going with this. Now, I was going somewhere with this, but the point is, the point is, is that it's very early... Oh, no, I do remember where I was going this. It's very early um, CG animation. And up until this point, we've had this sort of like mixed approach from Disney. So Disney from when in its like 2D stuff had been not intentionally aiming at children, but getting a large audience in that demographic. Mm. And then as it was like over the years, it became more and more focused, targeted towards children. Mm -hmm. And... I could imagine, I don't, I don't have any like actual confirmation of this, but I could imagine that on the production team of Ants, the team kind of going, well, we don't necessarily want to make a kid's film because Disney will be making a kid's film. Right. And there wasn't really any other, like, not necessarily adult, but not kids explicitly animated film or CG animated film coming out at the time. Hmm especially not at the same sort of like production level as this film. And so I think it's reasonable to say, and and again, I'm talking out of my ass, but (laughs) I think it's reasonable to to suggest that there's a good possibility that either the people working on the film went, we don't need to explicitly make this a kid's movie. Let's make it, let's make it have more like explicit jokes about communism, explicit jokes about sex. Saying crap. Pardon? They say crap a bunch. They There's like more violence. There's a scene where there's like a couple of bugs who are just, like they're just high. There's like a whole bunch of stuff where you probably wouldn't see that in a kid's movie. Mm -hmm. And so I think either it's reasonable to suggest that they weren't looking at it as a kid's movie or they were really trying to push the limits of what they could do and still keep it within like that kid's movie demographic, which is I think especially true given that I'm 90% sure that DreamWorks is next film was Prince of Egypt, which was also not a children's film. It was a, uh, like a adult esque more mature. Yeah, it was, it was a more mature, again, I don't think it's a kid's film, but I don't think it's like a film for adults. It's, it's like a production that is broader in scope than that. And I think it showcased this sort of era of DreamWorks animation, which was more catered towards the idea that animation is like a filmmaking form than it is a medium for kids' entertainment. And then, like, I I think it's reasonably easy to argue that they don't see that anymore or they haven't seen it for quite a while. Almost all of their more recent productions have been aimed more explicitly at children. The only real exceptions I can think of are there. There's some of their live-action produced stuff and some of their TV animation stuff. Um, yeah. I think I disagree. I think they've taken the um, 
they've taken the Pixar approach of these are movies that children can watch, but you're going to get the most out of it if you're an adult. Oh, okay. Look, there's like Boss Baby, I guess, which is, you know, extremely just uh, kid friendly with maybe some innuendos here and there for the adults. But I'd say stuff similar to, you know, How to Train Your Dragon, that's pretty mature. And also, uh, most recently, Puss in Boots, my favorite film of all time. That's pretty dark. The main, mm. this is a bit of a spoiler for Puss in Boots, The Lost Wish. The main bad guy is death itself. Mm. So and you don't you don't make death a, a villain if you're not intending to go a bit dark and heavy with the ideas. And it is a it's a it's a complicated film that at the very least, it's not treating the children who they think is going to be in that audience as children. It's treating them as audience members and everyone's kind of on the same level. So I don't think they've completely on everything, at least in that sense, the main, their main release sense gone. This is for kids. Maybe, as I said, maybe they're like boss baby and stuff I, like I, that. I, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I probably would agree with you there. I'm having a look at their other films that they released in that like late nineties, early two thousands period. So you, like, you obviously we talked about ants and Prince of Egypt. And after that, they have the road to El Dorado, which I don't know if you've seen recently. I have seen recently. Oh, and I good. Cause it's a great film. I like it, it very, very much. It's good. I say recently past three years, four. Maybe? Yeah. But it's not like super explicitly like a kid's film. And then no. really you only start to get that when, I don't know, I'd probably argue. You say Shrek. I swear to God, that film is about, uh, I'd, I'd probably say <laughs> closer to like Shark Tale or Madagascar, but I'm just kind yeah, of pretending right. that Shark Tale doesn't exist. So, Woody Allen in that one too? No, it's no, Martin Scorsese. It's, and Will Smith. Robert De Niro and Jack Black. How do they get these good casts for these ass films? Well, because they are well-connected people in Hollywood. Why can't I be one of them? Make me well-connected. Max, make me well connected. Do it. Um, oh, I'm so well connected now. To like ants, you have to like ants first. If there's like that button, you know, there's like those buttons where it goes, "You'll be, uh, you'll be able to marry Jenna Ortega, but you're three feet tall." You know, like those types of things. On yeah, yeah, it'd be like you can be successful in Hollywood, but you have to like the ants movie. I wouldn't yeah. press the button. You wouldn't press the button. I would not. I would happily not fulfill my my dreams of being a successful filmmaker if it meant I had to like ants. Because I don't. I don't like ants. I would tell it to Woody Allen's face. I'd tell him I don't like ants. And then I'd also say, divorce your daughter. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you. I don't think Woody Allen sees ants as his best piece of cinema, but I think it is a very enjoyable film. And I think it is a film that is better watched like as a bit of a gag, but I think there is like some genuine filmmaking to this and there is, is some story that is good and it does take advantage of the, the technology of the time. There's some interesting uses of the fact that it's it was very hard and costly to animate individual ants so they made them all move the same and then they paid that part of the plot. I like, I, I like stuff like that. I like when um you kind of get to utilize the technical limitations of a film in that way. And yeah, I, I I think it is genuinely funny in moments and there's some charm to be had with it. The only good part was Sylvester Stallone and Danny Glover. Do you want to do I, ratings? 
Well, no, I just want to. I want to rant about Woody Allen more because, like, how can he be the main character that we follow for so long? He's. Did, did you like Z? So you I did. did. I did. <laughs> but Ugh. as and as much and I know I know Woody Allen is not a good person. But you can divorce the character from the actor. Like that's but, fine. But, I don't, I'm not going to judge you on that I, part. I still find him and his body of work quite funny. It's a sense of humor that I enjoy and I was brought up with as um what you mean Jewish? Well, Jewish the Jewish sense of humor? Th- yes. No, I wasn't going to say that, but like it's the Jewish I, sense of humor. It's the same reason why we love Mel Brooks. I mean, yeah, but it's it's slightly different. Anyway, point is is that is that sort of like dry sort of self-deprecating humor that I I I quite like that he became very successful with and i think this movie writes for him quite well and i I can see it being annoying for someone who doesn't like that kind of humor i like that kind of humor i like that kind of humor i don't like this character this annoying little shithead who's all woe is me and and then and then he, he he meets a girl for one night and then she says Oh no, nah, we can't. This can't keep happening. Like once she she says, "I'll never see you again." This was one night, and he's fallen head over heels for her in in one night, and then he switches places. Is a simp. Are you are you <laughs> telling me that the average heterosexual man would not do that? I don't believe I'd join a war for a woman that I met after one night. But Mitchell, are you the average heterosexual man? How am I supposed to answer that question? <laughs> How, explain to me how I can gauge if I'm the average heterosexual I'm, man. That's an it's a it's a question for you. I think I'm no greater or lesser than most heterosexual men. Therefore, I think I'm quite average. I don't believe I'm at the bottom of the barrel, and I don't think I'm at the top either. So, so if 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 someone made moves on you. All right, let's, put, let's let's put a face to this. Who who's making moves on me? You know, let's go with let's go let's go take a couple of steps back, and we'll go. Okay, it's Jenna Ortega. She's a lesbian, though. I don't feel comfortable imagining this. Um, I don't know. Did you, who do you have a celebrity crush on as a kid? Uh, Natalie Portman. All from right, Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. Specifically, so Nat- it, had, it has Natalie to be from Port- Star Wars. Natalie Portman as as. Queen Amidala. So we'll keep it in the royalty. Oh, like, yeah, good. I've got it. I've got it. We've got it down. So yeah, it's in the royalty. Okay. You're, yeah. you're sitting in in Moss Eisley. Oh, am I actually staying in Star Wars completely? I don't know. I'm just. Well, I'm I, dead. It was part of the I would, bit. It was, I would be. I'd be killed in Moss Eisley immediately. It'd be part of. The, it's part of the bit. All right, fine. Um, I'm in Moss Eisley. You're and and you're like dancing to some jizz. I would never dance to jizz, but go on and. Should we maybe explain what jizz is for those no, who don't know? No, surely people know what jizz is. I'm pretty sure I think a lot of our listeners would not know what jizz is. It's it's a type of song or music. It's a music genre in the Star Wars universe. It's not semen. That's important to note. That's what John Williams called it. It's, he called the song that they play in the Mos Eisley Canteen jizz. We don't know why. It's not jazz. It is jazz. It's because it's not jazz. But it is jazz. jazz. Could just call it jazz. We didn't have to know that it was called jizz. That was just something we never needed to know. But anyway, please continue. I am not dancing to jizz, but I'm listening at you're the not, bar. You're not dancing. You're listening and you're drinking out of a butt. I'm drinking blue milk. 
but you're not, yeah, you're drinking blue milk, but you're not drinking it because it's gross. I don't like blue milk. Yeah. I'm blue milk lactose intolerant. Blue lactose yeah. intolerant. Well, he just didn't want to drink out of the aphid's butt. But we're doing this in a Star Wars bit because I'm not yeah. drinking from a cow's butt. I'm drinking from a glass. Blue cow's yeah. butt. The blue, I don't think the milk comes out of the blue cow's butt. Can we just get on with this <laughs> hypothetical? Queen Armadale, sorry, Natalie Portman, a.k.a. Queen Armadale, walks in, right. comes over to you and says, want to dance? I say, no, thank you, ma'am. And then I fall off my chair because I'm super awkward. You mean you wouldn't say yes and then she walks away and then go, yowza. Let's pretend I say yes for the sake of this hypothetical i say yes right. and i dodge to some jizz yeah okay and you have a good night i have a brilliant night which would never yeah. happen if i was dancing but yes i have a brilliant okay. night okay but just this is a hypothetical yeah 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 do you do you think at this point you're you're going like maybe i like natalie portman also known as queen amadala, queen amadala. do i know she's queen amadala um or do i think she's some random girl no you think she's some random person at this point right well i'm no, wait, no, no. As she leaves, I find out she's you Queen find Amidala. out that she's Queen after Amidala. a fight that she starts. Yeah, and then I slightly gain a backbone to instigate. Yeah, she leaves, and I hear her handmaidens because she walked in with her handmaidens. Yeah, say Queen Amidala, let's GTFO. Yeah, what's your question? What do you think you still have the hots for for Natalie Portman? No, she started a fight with some random guy, which could have been avoided. And also, I'm not going to decide to join the clone army. I'm not going to ask my clone friend to, to switch with me so that I can join the clone army, pretend, faking to be a clone, who I'm not trained to be in the army, by the way, to then go into a ceremony that I'm, I, I'm not going to steal my friend's honor. My, uh, what, what's it called when you fake being a veteran? Perjury? I'm not going to steal valor. No, perjury is something else. No, it's it's stolen valor when you fake being a veteran to get the benefits. Right. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to steal my friend's valor to go to a ceremony, which then turns out to be the start of a war, just to meet a woman that blew me off after one night. Because if she didn't give me her phone number or her her hologram number, this is still Star Wars. Sorry, if she didn't give me her hologram address. That means she's probably not interested, and I'm not a simp. I will move on with my life and find someone else. So you're saying as the average heterosexual man, yes, this plot is unrealistic. Yep. The plot in which the ants accidentally create socialism is unrealistic. Is that not surely more believable than a man going to war for a woman he met after one night? I think they are the same level of realism, frankly. All I can say is Danny Glover ant deserved better. He did. He was a good character. I liked him. And yeah, he died too soon. You're taking too soon from us, Danny Clover. He's not dead in real life, but his he's aunt, dead in the movie. His ant body is gone. He's ant dead. They never found his ant body, only his ant, ant head. I assumed it was dissolved. That was like a nasty fight. Like It's horrible. They, they were real big and sharp, yeah, the, sharp the, acid. The, the, what's it called? The, the termites? termites? Yeah, they were horrifying. I didn't realize termites shot acid out of their foreheads. I don't know how accurate that is, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't care enough. It'll probably be gross videos. Let's rank the film. Let's rate the film. <laughs> Do you want to go first? No, no, you go first because I, I go know first? yours is going to be bad and low. Okay, I have one marriage to my adopted daughter and a hopefully eventual divorce out of five. 
That's 1.5. All right. All right. Sorry. I'm just going to prep this one. Uh, I I gave this film a, a three uh uh out of out of five, which is what my mother rated me when I when I hatched out of the egg. That was a Woody Allen impression. I was gonna say is that but Elvis Presley? Fun? Is that Elvis Presley? No, it's Woody Allen, but it was bad. I didn't. Sure, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. You know what time it is. It is time for Max and Mitch's Mini Media. Who's do you know whose turn it is? Oh, hello? No, I'm I'm thinking. I think it's your turn. Well, what do you have? What I don't even know what you have. I forgot to ask you before we started. So I'm interested. What do you what do you what do you got? What do I got? I actually got to Mini Media this week. <gasps> I was gonna do another Pokemon one, but maybe I'll save that for another week. Yay! No, this week I, <laughs> this week I sat down and watched a TV series that is currently coming out week by week. Wait, so it's this is new media? This is new, brand new, hot oh off my the goodness. off the presses. Spanking. It's not the season's not even finished yet. What is the show? The show is a sequel series to one of my favorite childhood shows. Can I guess? Can you give me a hint and I'll guess? Because that's that could be quite broad. Okay, it's an animated show. It's not you're not rewatching Cora, are you? I'm not rewatching Cora. It's brand new. It's right off the press, hold off the presses. And oh, oh, it's the new Finn and it's a new Adventure Time show. It is a new Adventure Time show. I'm watching Adventure Time Fiona and Cake. We How is it? watched it's I really liked it. I I'm a really big fan of the original Adventure Time series and a lot of the work that spawned out of the artists that worked on that show as well, both Pendleton Ward, who is a creator of that show and the other work that he did, as well as there's several artists and writers who came out of that show. Oh my God, my the name's escaping me. Oh, this is going to annoy me so much. Give me two seconds. Oh my God, sorry. I'm just, I've had, I've just had a massive like mental blank. That's all good. That's what our show's known for. Oh my god, I've totally forgotten her name and all of the titles of the work that she's done. And that she's the Steven really Universe one. She's not. I'm Rebecca Sugar. No. Yeah. Okay. It is Elizabeth Eder. Oh my god! I I honestly, I'm so embarrassed. That I forgot. She's one of my favorite animators in Hollywood at the moment. She's doing. She just did, or just did. She a couple of years ago did. Uh, short series on Netflix, but I'm not talking about that. Mm. I'm a really big fan of the original Adventure Time series and they brought back some of the original writers to work on this show. It's basically continuing right off the end of the series finale. So I won't give too much in terms of plot spoilers, but it's sort of a, a interesting look at a completely different set of characters from the core show in the same sort of like funny and kind of whimsical, surreal way that the original Adventure Time show did. It's a little bit more graphic. I think they got away with that because it went straight to HBO Max. Okay. I think it's just Max now, but there's like more blood and stuff, which was a bit strange. That's kind of cool. I've been really enjoying it. I think there's about six episodes out at the moment out of eight or so. They've got in some new voice talent, including Brian David Gilbert, who um, is... I'm a huge fan of as well. He he fixed Zelda. He fixed Zelda, the Zelda timeline. He's if you haven't 
watched it and like video games, go check out his series Unraveled on uh, the Polygon YouTube channel. He's doing other stuff now. He's doing both voice acting work and music stuff as well. So like, I, he doesn't need the shout out from us again. Nothing we say needs the shout out from us. <laughs> but he's a really great performer and is very funny. He has a major role in one of the episodes, which was really good. I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's made me want to go back and revisit the original series, which I think is something that a sequel series should aim to do to an extent. Mm. I think you want to have both the nostalgia for the original show and the like quality of story and quality of production to warrant keeping you coming back. And I I know that I'm going to sit down next Thursday or whenever it comes out. I think it's Thursday in Australia to watch the next episode and however many more there are after that because I'm really enjoying it. And I definitely recommend it to anyone who's watched Adventure Time, especially if you've seen the finale. Excellent. Sounds like a good time. I have been consuming some serious Kino recently. I'm talking high levels of Kino energy. And what you would say is Kino pilled, as it were. I've seen The Day the Earth Stood Still, which is classic sci-fi. I watched Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, finally. It was really good. I saw Citizen Kane. But the one I'm going to talk about today is The Third Man, which is a really, really good post-war mystery film. Post-Second World War, to be specific. It could be any war, but it's the Second World War to be. And it's about a writer of pulpy Western novels who's broke, who gets invited to go to Vienna, post-war Vienna, which is currently split up into four different parts, controlled by the British, the Americans, the Russian, and the Russians. Is that it, or is there a fourth faction? Maybe the French. I don't know if it's the French. But I think it's at least those three. And he's invited there by his friend, Harry Lyme, who is dead upon his arrival at Vienna. And then he, it's, it's under this mysterious circumstances. And he then decides to try and figure out what happened. Was his friend murdered? Yada, yada, yada. It's really good. It was released in 1949. So it's a pretty old film. It's black and white, but it has one of the most insane soundtracks. Really good. I'm talking uh, not uh, licensed music, but just a uh, raw original soundtrack written composed for the show uh, show movie it's so good it's just a fun time it's really funny it's meant to be funny as well as in it's not accidentally funny it's really good that's all i got to say i don't want to say much more than that because there's some cool twists i know it's coming up on 80 years old but i think if you've managed to not hear anything about it go watch it without listening to more just it's really good yep that's all that's it there's not much else to say about it really doesn't really incite much conversation. <laughs> but yeah, that's, I think, being Max and Mitch's mini-media. I didn't consider the fact that we'd, we'd have to put that in twice every single... Because every single time I say it, it, well, one of us says it, isn't it? I mean, you can just cut it around. No, I think we should, every single time it's said, it should be... Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Blue Beetle. Directed by Angel Manuel Soto and released in 2023. It stars Zola Mariduina, Bruna Marquezine. Oh, Bruna, sorry, Marquezine. Damien Alcazar, George Lopez, Adriana Barraza, and Susan Sarandon, which is a name that sticks out like a sore thumb. Max, what is the Blue Beetle? Sorry, just Blue, just Blue Beetle about? 
Blue Beetle, another movie with a cast in which Mitch struggles to pronounce almost every actor. One name was bad. The rest were fine. I just misread Bruna as Bruno. All right. Anyway, One name was bad. One name. Anyway, Blue Beetle is about a kid named Jaime Reyes. Jaime, who comes back from college in, in Gotham, the big city, Gotham, to the Keys. I I, I can't remember what it it's like. Where. Palmyra. City. Palmyra City. It was. It's a beach. It's a. It's a beach. He goes from fake New York to fake Mexico City. Yeah, pretty much. And fake Mexico City has very large Latino community. Hold on, um, what's Mexican? In, what's the Mexican capital? Mexico City. Is it called Mexico City? Yes. That can't be right. It is called Mexico City. He goes home. Um, after studying in Gotham to his family, where he gets embroiled in a series of events, which means, which results in him taking on the power of the Scarab, which gives him the powers of the Blue Beetle. But they don't call him that for the whole film. It's Do they not? Do they not say no, Blue Beetle? I don't oh. think anyone calls him the Blue Beetle. They just say Beetle or Scarab, don't they? They just call like, him the, the Scarab. The scarab it's just called the Scarab. That's insane. But, but because like- the other guy was the Blue Beetle, but he becomes a superhero with a symbiotic bug robot. Yeah. That crawled up his ass. Is that confirmed? Yeah. I don't know if it was his ass. I reckon it just kind of phased through his skin. I think it went up his ass, but- It was big. That would hurt. He was in a lot of pain, that scene. But not from going up his bum. It you wasn't don't like know a- that. You don't know that. It didn't look like a, ooh, my ass pain. It looked like uh, my whole body's on fire pain. Are, are you are you an expert in the different kinds of pain? You don't understand. Are you are you an expert the experiences in, oh, I've that, had? That object is too big to fit up my ass pain. I don't think you want that question answered, Max. Anyway, he becomes one with the scarab who is called something. It's got a name because it's sentient. Kajida. Kajida. And they have to stop an evil corporation. Run by Susan Sarandon. Yep. Yep. That's the plot. I thought you were just going to kind of make a jerk that it's basically Spider-Man. It's basically a lot of of bug-based superhero films. Yeah. I was thinking about it in real... And we were, I know when we were first putting together some pairings for the podcast and we talked about doing this with Ant-Man, and yeah. I was just having to think about it there's a lot of like similarities between these films and it's not just like, Oh, it's a superhero film. They're both based on bugs. They got bug powers. It's even things like in both films, there's a character who was like a legacy version of the character. So oh, yeah. Well, they are the legacy version. Like, yeah. So in Ant-Man yeah. you have Scott Lang as Ant as the current Ant-Man, but then you have Hank Pym, who was the creator of the Ant-Man suit mm. and the original Ant-Man um, and Ant-Man in the comics until Scott Lang took over in the comics, but that's a aside. And in this one, you have Jaime, who is the Blue Beetle. Currently, I don't know enough about the ongoing comics over there, but I have a feeling that he wasn't the original Blue Beetle. And you have this other character who was the Blue Beetle and they sort of approach it in a slightly different way, but it's effectively the same principle. But he's dead. It's different because he's dead. 
But he's not dead. He, he's not in dead. Spoilers. Mark. Spoilers. We, we said spoiler alert at the very start of the thing. But like extra spoilers because it's the first credits scene. I don't think it counts as more spoilers just because it's after the credits. I don't think that's how it works. He's not dead. You have the the themes of here of the character having to like learn to relate to another like entity in Ant-Man. It's learning to communicate with the ants good. In this one, it's Jaime learning to communicate with the beetle. The, the scarab. I went to say Azteca, but that was in fact the character from Ants. <sighs> <laughs> and like even down to the like the villain is evil version. The evil version. And I know this is a classic that's a, superhero. That's a trope. hero. That's a superhero. That's, trope, I know that's though. a superhero yeah. trope. But it was like it felt especially on the nose because not only was it oh it's a superhero trope that it's the bad version of that character. It's the bad version of that character that was manufactured by an evil company that was related to the version of the original related to the original uh, version yeah. of the character and was also intended for making war. Like it's, it's, there's so, it's the same story. It's the same story. Yeah. I, I think this is the key issue with the film. I know this has been a terrible, terrible segue, but this is the key issue with Blue Beetle. We've seen it before. Yeah. I am suffering very heavily from superhero fatigue. I love superheroes. What? You I love superheroes. suffering from superhero fatigue. The man who t- who leaned over next to me during the, the Marvel's uh, trailer and said to me, I'm like 20 movies behind. That's not how many you said, but still, you are suffering from superhero fatigue. I really like superheroes. I really like comics. I try and read comics regularly. I don't because I forget that I own a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, I forget you own it as well. Because I have your subscription, <laughs> but I'm big. I'm like I'm really enjoy that. I have for quite a while really enjoyed the event like nature of going to see superhero movies in the continued universe. I mm. never got onto the DC universe as much. There's some DC characters that I really enjoyed in the comics, but didn't really get on board with the films. And part of that's due to the sort of hit and miss success that they've had over their run. So I've only seen a handful of them. But regardless, because all contemporary superhero films sort of like fit into this one sort of plot structure, and this has been said by everyone and anyone and everyone, but because they all fit into this reasonably similar plot structure and there's a sort of level of like quippiness that's associated with it and a sort of level of this, like there's the main character and the character's love interest and the character has their like like fraternal or like platonic friend, and then they have like the connection with the bad guy because they suffered the same experiences, but they took it in different directions. And like Ooh. it's all the same tropes over and over and over again. And unfortunately, I just don't think this movie does enough to justify its existence in amidst so many other superhero films. And what's kind of frustrating about that, especially for this film, is this film really – its selling point was that it was almost entirely Latino Latina actors and casting, like casting crew. And you see that in the credits and that as a sort of method of filmmaking where you intentionally sort of incorporate community to en- encourage further representation, I think is a really good thing. Mm. Unfortunately, that doesn't hold the film up by itself. And 
as a result, we sort of get a film that like it has its moments, but most superhero films have their moments. And I feel like it's just more of the same of what we've been seeing for 10 plus years now. I want to know what you think about this compared to the rest of the DCEU. So I'm going to run down through every single release DCEU film. And I want you to just let me know, like, let's, let's quickly just give our thoughts on all of them. Cause, okay. And then and then we can see how the Blue Beetle ranks up to okay. this. Okay. Okay. I feel like you haven't I, seen most of I these see, as well. I see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. Lightning round. Have you seen Man of Steel? Um, I have seen the first 15 minutes of Man of Steel. Is it better or worse than Blue Beetle? <laughs> I don't remember. I watched it on an iPad on an inflatable bed and I don't really remember. It's the best way to watch Man of Steel. Man of Steel sucks ass. All right, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. I have not seen Batman v Superman other than the memes. It sucks ass. Have you seen Suicide Squad 2016? I have in fact seen it in I actually saw it twice in cinema. You saw it once with me, didn't you? And then you saw it another No, because you said you were gonna see it with me, but then you went and saw it with <laughs> and so I made you go see it again with me as punishment, which yeah. I think was perfect was more punishment than you deserve, because that movie sucks. So I have seen that movie more times yeah. than it's worth. Yep. Uh have you seen Wonder Woman 2017? I did, I watched it on a plane, it was fine. It's good. I actually think that that's the first good movie that I've listed so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think I think it was it was sort of like it was the film that was trying to push women superheroes, which Marvel hadn't really been doing. Yeah. At the time, and it was a pretty decent film. I didn't really have any. It wasn't. It's not brilliant. Blow me away, amazing, but like it was a good. It was a solid film, and I think it did sort of push the rest of the industry to sort of do more films like that and we did mm. we did see following Wonder Woman too bad for its sequel but we'll get there Justice League 2017 no I haven't seen it garbage film Aquaman also haven't seen it I need to rewatch that film but I'm pretty sure it's garbage Shazam also haven't seen it that one's actually not horrible Birds of Prey I did see this one. It's good, and I like it. Birds of Prey maybe is just, indeed good. Maybe it's just Ewan McGregor, and I love Ewan McGregor. He's so good in that movie. <laughs> he's so good. He's yeah. great in Birds of Prey. I think that's probably the standout of all, to be honest. But it's also a film that can be watched like completely separately from everything yeah. else. Because they removed sex past Jared Leto, Joker, yeah. from, from the continuity. Good. Wonder Woman 1984. Didn't see that one. Sucks ass. Zack Snyder's four-hour-long Justice League. No, I did not see that. I have no. I have seen this. That. Why? I watched it. It was. It came out during lockdown, so we didn't have anything to really do. One of the lockdowns, at least. I watched it in, I think, four parts. So it took me. I watched an hour at a time. I'm gonna say this. It is better than the first time they made that film, Justice League, the first Justice League. However, the fact that the film is fixed by adding two hours more to it and then just rewriting... Okay, the rewriting part makes sense, but adding two more hours to it to make that movie work... ...is trash. That makes it a trash film. It's technically better, but still garbage because it's four fucking hours. Also, there's too much um, slow-mo. All right, The Suicide Squad. James Gunn's break from Marvel. I haven't seen it. That's really good. That's the best one out of so far that I've listed. That is a really good movie. 
Peacemaker season one. Are you so you're counting the TV show? Well, it's in this. It's also the only TV show that they have. Uh, no, I haven't seen that because it was also like a spin-off from the yeah. Suicide Squad. So watch the Suicide Squad and then watch Peacemaker season one because both of those are the best stuff that they've put out. <laughs> Black Adam. No, I didn't watch Black Adam. It's garbage. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. No. It's garbage. The Flash. I did watch The Flash. What did you think? It's so bad. I actually really liked The Flash. It's I had so a great bad. time. It's so... Yeah, I, had a, I had a fantastic time watching The Flash. It's so bad. It's a terrible film. I like how they make fun of his stupid run. That made me chuckle. And then we have Blue Beetle. We're up to date now. Lightning round. I think putting that in perspective, that makes Blue Beetle like top top twenty five percent of all the DCEU films. I'd say probably it comes under Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, The Suicide Squad, and Peacemaker season one. Maybe Shazam as well. So that's hold on one, two, three, four, five, six out of sixteen. That's top. Wait, six out of sixteen. That's three over eight. That math is horrible. It's like what twenty five plus twelve point five, thirty seven point five. Top thirty seven point five, kind of. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd give it that. I'd give it top top forty percent. Someone's gonna like listen to them and say Mitchell did his fucked maths. I'm pretty sure I'm correct. I would agree, but that's not. A feather in Blue Beetle's cap. That is a commentary on how garbage the DCEU has been. <laughs> I think Zolo, uh, Mr. Blue Beetle himself, was really good. I think he's a very charismatic actor. He's the only the reason why I know him, and the reason why I'm going to go bat, go to bat to him, bat for him, is because he's in Cobra Kai, and I freaking love mm. Cobra Kai. I'm a fiend for Cobra Kai. I've seen that show multiple times. I've rewatched it. I love the first Karate Kid. I rewatched it recently. It still holds up. It's still brilliant. Probably one of the best 80s films ever made. I think it's rivaled by Back to the Future. Number one, two and three or whatever. Same with Cobra Kai, actually. Sorry, Karate Kid. But Cobra Kai, so good. He's really good in it. And I'm glad to see that he's getting more work because he deserves it. He's so charismatic, so much fun. I don't know if he's a good actor, but I just enjoy watching him. He makes me like the person he's playing. He didn't really do anything different than he did in Cobra Kai either, which furthers my point that maybe he's actually not a good actor. But damn, is he charismatic? And damn, will I watch him do anything? I'd watch him just sit there. I think he could pull that off. I like him. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> No, I thought he did a great job. I, I I think it's it's a tricky film because like I wanna say, oh yeah, the performances were good and I, but it's more just like I didn't really have a problem. It's possible, serviceable. Yeah, it, it it's none of them none of the performances made me go like, Oh, this is fantastic. I wanna see more of this person. Part of what happens I feel is that you get a bit of this weird tonal stuff where mm. It's trying to be funny and then like really heartwarming at the same time. The uncle character, which like I liked as a comic relief character, uh, I, don't, I don't think it needed to be anything more than what it was, but it sort of just made the rest of the characters in that family unit harder to connect with because it felt like there was this sort of weird 
disconnect between that character and yeah. the rest of them. And so it makes it really hard to judge, for me at least, the the quality performances because you sort of get this really weird tonal direction, which I think that, again, a lot of superhero films are guilty of. I don't, I don't think this is a problem that's unique to Blue Beetle. No, this is not a exclusively Blue Beetle issue, definitely. Um, I... Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I, I have a question regarding Blue Beetle, and I haven't looked this up, and I probably could just Google this, but I was wondering sure. if you knew. Yeah. Does Blue Beetle functionally just have the same powers as Green Lantern? No. He functionally has the same powers as Nanite Iron Man. You know what I mean? So Iron Man, yeah. in, Iron Man in Infinity War, he yeah. has the same powers as that. Now, if you'd say Iron Man in Infinity War has the same powers as Green Lantern, then I'd disagree as well. But, but like he makes these like light objects, so he can he he can format and like create the suit around him, and then it can create weapons. But but the thing with Green Lantern is that he can go above and beyond that, and because he can create you know race car tracks and mm. and actual vehicles out of his light, you know he can create jet engines and that type of thing. Whereas that's yeah. something beyond what the suit can do. The suit can just kind of morph into different types of weapons and and projectiles mm-hmm. it's green lantern can create proper intricate objects not just blades mm-hmm. and guns so i'd say there's a difference there i also heard myself as i was saying that and i want to die <laughs> i've never felt so nerdy before in my life have you ever seen i'm gonna skip straight to this have you ever seen young justice oh uh, maybe a while in ago, season two, they heavily focus on Blue Beetle. He's one of the main characters, and so that's where I know Blue Beetle from. Mm. And I've been kind of thinking in my head that if they ever rebooted the DCEU, which they're doing, mm. they should start with a Blue Beetle movie. I just think it's a good entry point because he's a he's kind of Iron Man-y in that in, in mm. how Iron Man used to be, in that he's a B class character, C class even. But he's got like some relatable styles to him. But this is not at all what I envisioned when I thought they should do this. I also want to kind of point out they try, and I'm looking at the poster right now because I have it up on IMDb, and it has this mm. '80s aesthetic to it. And the actual title itself had that similar idea. It doesn't live up to it, no. and I think it would have been cooler if they did try and go more '80s, make it more retro, even set it during the '80s, because then you could kind of have a more grown-up Blue Beetle later as well. That'd be kind of interesting yeah, i don't know if uh, I, I it definitely feels like yeah that was like two different departments not communicating effectively about mm. what where the direction of the film was going but yeah the, a lot of the graphics were very not like the stylization was yeah sort of that 80s 90s pop but like bright colors neon sort of thing and and we don't really get that in any of the rest of the movie in any context like it's there's no reference. The only, like, the closest I can really get to is, like, the other Blue Beetle, the, the one, Ted. Reyes. Uh, not Reyes, right. Ted Cord. Ted Cord. Yeah. Would have been from the 80s. Yeah. Roughly. Like, it, it, it's such a stretch. All his, like, gear is made out of, as like, like a Nintendo power glove and yeah, and, stuff and, and like, like that. The the song that plays in the bug machine is from Motley Kickstart Crue. Kickstart my and heart, like, which was such a good song, and they wasted it. I love Kickstart my heart so much. Okay, okay, sorry, sidetrack again. Yep, I know this yep, yep, is yep, yep, like yep. the third time we've done this in a row, but no, that's how. What's that's what our podcast <laughs> is based off of. Is just sidetracks. So there's this like whole thing about like 
than like this Batman-esque thing of like, no, we don't kill anyone. And yeah. Jaime has to like tell the Scarab not to do it. And then the Scarab does it to Jaime later in the movie. And that's like, oh, it's this whole moment about them learning to Cute. know each other and all that. Sure. The, the bug machine just stabs someone in the chest. Which bug machine? The big crawling bug bus. Oh, sorry. Yes. Yes. When the kickstart my heart sequence and, is playing and, the, and they're they going just, and, they just and it lifts out up and he goes, he, he goes <laughs> he's freaking out while he's got this. And then he's just like crushed again as it steps, yeah. steps back down. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, it's, it's so strange because it's like the movie's going like, I guess the, the uncle didn't make that promise, did he? <laughs> I mean, like this is a great, another like, stupid trope of the superhero genre which is the goons don't matter but the main baddies do which is like all these guys who are goons they they don't matter they can die whatever it doesn't matter what happens to them but the the guy who's almost definitely committed war crimes the guy in like a super suit that has machine guns like in grafted into his body yeah no he deserves mercy yeah he has a picture of his mom in a locket because he was like he witnessed the atrocities of war at a young age. Uh, his character made his character made no sense to me because it was I as a child witnessed the direct effects of a large corporation doing war crimes. In AKA, you should then go walk for same the same well, corporation. He then, gets, he then gets like abducted by them, but then he's like okay with it the whole time. Yeah. I, at it's no cool. point it's it's suggested that maybe he wasn't okay with it. It was just like, yeah, that's his life now. Nah, it's cool because he gets to have metal tubes rip out of his skin in a horrific sequence. The body horror in this movie is horrifying, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I, no, I, no, I mean, it's, it's, that's actually one of the things I think makes this movie interesting is that there's this level of body horror to both what the scarab and then the fake scarab thing mm. what's a, what do they call it one man army the omac the o- one man O-Mac. army the o- one man O-Mac. army something is the omac wasn't it i thought it was one man army Mac? i don't know what what does that stand for one one it was one man the, i can't remember what the Wait, c stands for o- or the k omac o- I was an o- I was just Omac. Whatever it is, Ermac? it's a it's a MacGuffin that turn that does the same thing as the it's the evil Scarab. Um, both it is both the this- uh, one man arm- army corps. However, in the comics, it was originally the Omni Mind and Community. Dumb. Anyway, the point is both are gross. In their own way, both are horrifying. And I think that's actually really cool because, yeah, if some weird alien thing grafted itself to my skin, I would assume that it would be disgusting and destroy my shit. And then if we made a fucked up version, us as humans made a fucked up version, yeah, we would probably have metal things rip through the skin. It's just, it's gross. And I liked it. I liked that a bit, quite a bit. What? (sighs) Hold on. I I had another point. What was my point? I my what I think is weird though is that I don't understand why they gave all the character development to the villain at the very end. Yeah, I just like it's so I it's so I'm finding it really hard to talk about this movie because it it, it really just feels like I 
don't think anything new is being done here. And uh, like, this is true of the story. This is true of the characters and this, and the way that they develop. It's true of the visual style. It's true of the way that they set up for future stories. It's, it's all been done before and it's all been done in the same combination. It's not trying anything new. It's not trying to do anything risky. It's not trying to be unique. And, and as a result, it just comes across as something that feels like used and boring. Well, I have a, I have a bit of a question. This is meant to be the start of the rebooted DC cinematic universe. Do you feel this is a good start? I think it's fine. Mm. I, I don't think it's a good start. Uh, I, I think just enough there that they could do the Hulk Incredible Hulk thing where we'll just ignore the the first one of the two movies yeah. um, and count the second one as being canon. Well, Hulk is not a... The Incredible Hulk's not a sequel to Hulk. It's sort of like... Isn't it sort of like semi-related? It's more just that they... It's like... It's the same idea as how the Batman skips the origin story of Batman, but it's not a sequel to Dark Knight or uh, the Michael Keaton ones, if you know what I mean. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like you could sort of just have this as like we're finding our footing and it's not like, I don't I don't know if I'd mind that much if if whoever's in charge of the DC James Gunn ex- universe now. Is it still James Gunn? It's still James unless something happened which I wasn't aware of. I mean it feels like something happens every three weeks. I think he's been in charge for a good long while and I think they I think they've seen that the fact that the early movies that legitimately do successfully well the ones that he touched and had in actual creative control and I don't think they're going to get rid of him for a little while especially since Guardians is Guardians 3 was the only movie that anyone can say was good out of phase (laughs) 4 I thought the second Black Panther that's been talking in a very general sense. Now, Black Panther had a bit of a back and forth because some people thought it was really shitty of them to capitalize off of Chadwick Boseman's death. Anyway, I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to comment on it. It's bad. It means boring. It's not bad. It's just boring. I think I wouldn't mind if they sort of went, uh, we're still trying to find our footing. Um, we're not going to count this. And even if they like redid it or did a different version of it and recast some of the same cast, like mm. again, I, I think uh, Zolo is a good casting choice for Jaime. I, but I think like, yeah, you could definitely do more with this movie. Uh, yeah. It's hard to think of off the top of my head because like it, it, it's not a character I'm super familiar with and I don't know the best way to approach a, like a character like that where you've got all this backlog of, of story and, and character development, but there's almost definitely something that's going to be interesting that could be used to tell a story or tell the story. But even, even if they do use this as like a starting off point for the new DC extended universe, I think it's not necessarily a terrible thing. The characters are likable. It's not a bad movie. No, it's just not the sort of, it's not an entry point that's going to make people really excited about whatever the next, what whatever this upcoming slate is for DC. Next movie is Aquaman, the lost kingdom. But that had that had some other stuff with the timeline or canon. It's confusing because the real because this is meant to be the first because the Flash is meant to reset everything, even though it's not very overt about that. But Flash is meant to be resetting everything. This is the first movie since the Flash, so this is the first movie since the reset. But that this movie and 
Aquaman were made before the decision to reset was made. So if anything, the real first film we're going to get is Superman. I can't remember its subtitle, but it's a Superman film because we're also mm. going to get some some TV shows as well, like Creature Commandos and stuff yeah. like that. And those are, it's very Marvel in that those are connected to the the whole canon and you're probably mm. going to have to watch all that, which I don't know. I mean, I trust James Gunn, but I also, I'm feeling the fatigue as well. So much so that I probably should mention this earlier. I did have a quick snooze during this movie because I was very tired. It was very funny though, because I, my friend, we, we saw it with the same friend we saw with Grant in Gran Turismo and they fell asleep pretty pretty early on and i vaguely worked them up nicely but not horrible you know but i I kind of was like haha you fell asleep and then 20 minutes later i was kind of going am i falling am i am i am i it was very funny and then i i think i slept through a battle and a little bit of exposition that's pretty much it you'll be glad to know dear listeners but uh i did not fall asleep during this movie that that was all. I I'm just. I, it yeah. was, I was reclined. Okay. I was also and, reclined. Yeah, but I was exhausted. I was up really late doing uni work, and then I had to be up early to feed my cats because I was looking after my parents' house. So it wasn't actually my cats; it's my parents' cats. But I had to be up early to feed the cats, and then I had to do other uni work. And I was just so exhausted. It's been a long week that week doing uni work. It's a long week this week as well for uni. I'm 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 burning on long edges. I have to edit as well. Oh, there's just so much to do. I was a tired young man. The chairs reclined. I was vaguely comfortable, except I actually couldn't really get properly comfortable. I was vaguely comfortable. The movie was fine, not attention grabbing. So I had a snooze. Shoot me. Don't actually, but also, uh-huh, maybe? What if? Uh-huh. But yeah. You want to do ratings? Yeah. Awesome. I went first last time. You go first this time. I gave Blue Beetle two Beetle-themed super people and a guy who really wants to be a Beetle-themed super person but has no superpowers and a five. Who was... Wait. Oh, because oh, the two is Blue Beetle and the red guy at the end, the bad yeah. one, and then the guy who made the power glove. Yeah. No, um, what was his name? Toby? Toby Cord? Ted, Ted Cord. Oh. Or my personal favorite description of him in the film, Batman, if he had ADHD. Did they say that? Yeah, you might have been asleep for that bit. must have been asleep during that part. <laughs> well, I rate this movie two snoozes in a daydream. I think that's a good rating. Yeah. Thank you. Because you fell asleep during the movie. Because I fell asleep. Not twice, though, but still, it makes sense. That's 2.5. Yep. <laughs> Do we have fan mail? We do have fan mail. It didn't scare me this time because it wasn't halfway through one of my sentences. No, we do have fan mail this week. Uh, uh, we we uh, this week. I I'm still not used to doing this, sir. I hate spoilers. Is that the? Is that the? That's the subject. Subject. Yep. Dear Mitch and Max. It's no exaggeration to say that I hate spoilers with a deep and burning passion. Uh-oh. And yet, having only seen a few of the films you reviewed, I've listened to every episode of the potty, and I'm not even a bit miffed. <gasps> That's awesome. 
How is this possible? What have you done to me? Who have I become? Despite the identity crisis into which I seem to have spiraled, I have no regrets. You've given me so much genuine laughter and your good vibes have been a surefire pick-me-up. I'm so sorry about this week. I mean, we've been funny, I think. Uh, I made fun of Woody Allen for like 30 minutes. I'm even excited to see some of the movies you've spoiled. So here's to the busting, busting of bucks. Bl- busting oh my of bucks. <laughs> for a long time to come. And then a champagne emoji. Aww. Sincerely spoiled and not even mad about it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I'm just, my eyes turned off slightly. You know how you had a snooze <laughs> I didn't sleep with my eyes open. I wasn't Gandalf. No, I think this is the first like piece of fan mail that we got that hasn't been hate mail. Also. Yeah, it's been the one that's been completely positive. It hasn't had a backhanded thing of, by the way, you're an idiot for not liking the crab. Or, by the way, Mitchell, you can't say names for shit. Or, by the way, we're both sexist because we thought motorsports was gendered. <laughs> This is the first nice piece of fan mail we've had. Thank you very much, dear listener. If you ever get to watching any of the movies and you disagree with us or you want to say that you agree, this is for everyone, by the way, not just the one person who messaged in, but if you ever watch a movie and you want to hand in your own review of a film, go for it. We'll we'll read it out, as long as it's not too long, though. Or if you want to tell us how great we are, we'll do that too. We, we love gloating. And we also will obviously read it out if you want to hate us as well, because we'll do anything for content. We're desperate. We're so desperate. We we had to talk about ants. That was meant to be funny. <laughs> and you you seemed to enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Ants was great. Yeah, I made a mistake because I vetoed Ant-Man and said we should do ants as well. That was my decision. So this is my hubris, I guess. Hubris? Hubris. Oh, no. My mouth's shutting down. <laughs> What time is it? It's not late, is it? It's 10.30. Let's get this going. All right. This has been the Blockbusted Podcast. I've been Mitch. I've been Max. You can send us questions, reviews, and warranted hate mail at blockbustedpotty at gmail.com. That's potty spelled P-O-D-D-I-E. You can also find us on Twitter at or X at the username BBPotty or TikTok at blockbustedpotty. We're getting real close to that username being changed. Real close. And I will post something on the Twitter eventually, I promise. We're also probably going to get an Instagram at some point because we've been told to get off Twitter. So keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on the, all of the platforms. You know what? The only platform you should really care about is the, your, your podcatcher because the other ones are kind of something we're not focusing on right now. We're just focusing on actually getting stuff out at this point in time. <laughs> but just follow it anyway for fun. It'll look nice. We'll feel good. Anyway, this week, don't step on any bugs. See if you can try and save a couple. They're not. They're step, not. Step on a person instead. Step on me. That sounds too horny. Maybe I am a simp. Maybe I would go to war for Queen Amidala. I, I reckon. Do you reckon I could live in a war? Like, do you reckon I could do it? While you were simping for Queen Amidala, I reckon the simpage would save me. 